You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe. And 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this recording on Lone Star Community Radio. This is Dick, the general manager of Lone Star Community Radio. And I wanted to give you a quick reminder of what's going on with us for the month of September. A new show has been added to our lineup. The Good News with Ted Cox is going to be on Tuesdays from 1 to 3 p.m. during our talk block. And also joining the talk block is going to be Mornings with Lone Star. Every weekday from 10 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star will extend their normal programming for music into talk. That's right. Starting from now on, from 8 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star. First two hours, music, talk, fun. And then from 10 to 11, more nitty-gritty talk radio for you. Also extending their time slot is going to be our favorite Saturday morning show, Grit and Grace. They're going to be extending their hours from 8 to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning for you. Also, the last reminder is we still have plenty of talk slots available for those who want to be a talk show host and also volunteer DJs for music. If you're interested in those kind of things, please let the studio know at lscrstudios at gmail.com or call the station at the message line at 936 647 3776. Thanks again for checking out Lone Star Community Radio and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. And the world's alright with me. Just one look at you. You are back with Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Skippy, he's Dick, and we're in the 10 o'clock block, the nitty gritty. We chose uh, this bumper music today. New listeners may not know this, but we we choose our theme music every day, uh, kind of on the fly. But uh, last night I uh, was compelled to go to Walgreens to pick up uh, some stuff for my mom, and this was playing on their music. And this is a song designed to just stick in your head and never, ever go away. And so I wanted to share it with our listeners today. So I wouldn't be the only one spending the entire day singing, Lovely day, lovely day. And uh, so we pass it on to you. it It is our gift to you. Welcome back. This is the nitty gritty of Morning's Lone Star, sponsored by Conroe Coffee. He got yeah, it right. I, I got it right. Thank goodness. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you missed our little interview this morning with Waste Management, who's now taking over your Conroe Waste Management needs, uh, make sure to follow us on iTunes and Google Play and YouTube. So we filmed that. Uh, welcome to the nitty gritty, which is talk all the way till about 11 o'clock with Skippy and I. So contact us during the show, 936-647-3776 or... Feel free to uh, message us on Facebook, MW Lone Star, Mornings with Lone Star. So there you go. Boom. Done. 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 All the all the housekeeping's out of the way. Now we can get to the nitty and the, the gritty. gritty. That's so, right. So in the news, I know we're going to be teasing a lot of things today. We got the uh, poop joggers back uh, with other things. So that's what we're going to give a little update on that. We have more people kneeling today than they did yesterday, which is interesting. Uh, and then I really hope that becomes the next like ice bucket challenge. Yeah. Right. So, cause like how would Facebook visually kneel you? Like, I think Snapchat could technically take your head and make you kneel. There you go. Or but, they could do it like the, uh, what, what if they merged all of them together? So like, you know, you took a knee to this song and then, you know, you froze and then they walked all the way around you like that mannequin challenge. And then at the end of it, they dumped ice on your head. And, and it's, it, yeah, man, that'd be such an elaborate <laughs> social media campaign. Uh, Challenge accepted. And then, you know, it's unfortunate that so many things are made into jokes about bending the knee. And since the Game of Thrones, because I was like the whole season was about bending the knee. And uh, I thought it was hold the door. I am like, I, I've watched like. Three minutes of the first episode, so I know I'm the only person in America who hasn't seen it. That's surprising to me because I didn't really get into it until last season because my girlfriend wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just the forewarned folks, it's important to watch whatever they want to watch. Yes. So, but I watched it and then I caught up and I it was a very interesting show. It's funny that you can kind of tell where producers shifted. And I think when you binge watch things, you see the creative process change. Mm-hmm. My favorite one I'm doing right now, and I can almost write a book on it, is SVU, uh, Law & Order SVU. I really enjoy the ridiculousness of the show, so I started watching it from episode one, and it's amazing the whole production design just evolves to where it is today. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I wouldn't mind reading any time. If anyone knows any books or anything about the production of SVU, because it's been around for 19 seasons or something ridiculous it's, right It's there. been pretty hardcore. I, I didn't, never really got into that one. I, I do like the Law & Order franchise. I loved the original back when it was Paul Servino, of all people. Oscar-winning Paul Servino was one of the actors on it. And um, so never got into SVU, but I kind of followed the the Stabler and... Vincent uh, Stabler? Is that the other one? Ice-T? Ice tea, yeah. So, I mean, really, the reason I liked watching it was because of all the jokes that came out from Ice T. Like, there's a lot of online humor about Ice T and the stuff he says in the show. Like, his dialogue is basically, I don't know the correct term. Uh, he basically is just saying what's in front of him or re explain it to the audience. Yeah, re explain it. It's called it. A, uh, exposition. exposition. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. So, that's like his entire role. And of course, Ice T, I don't know if y'all know who Ice T is, but look him up because he's a rapper. And it's funny to see the duality of Ice T there because he was, I think he did a song, something negative about the police. And then he's, he, he, has, he has, plays an officer. Well, the and he plays a good role. Like the whole arc of his character is wonderful as you go through. Because that's one thing I love about shows like that where they, they kind of just throw it in there in the dialogue. Like, oh, I used to be an army guy. Or like they only say it once. Mm -hmm. And then six shows later, oh, he had an experience in the army that was this. And then six shows later... Oh, he used to be married. And so it's... That's just kind of good writing. For those of you who need an example of exposition, if you ever saw Galaxy Quest, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, she was there just for the exposition. To repeat uh, to the dumb audience what the cops already know, but yeah. you got to let the audience know about. Um, so yeah, Law & Order SVU. That's one of your favorites. I, I just yeah, so far. It's, it's, uh, it's on Hulu, and they have the whole catalog on Hulu. So I'm definitely consuming that. Ice tease. I guess um because in the original Law and Order they had a uh, Jerry Orbach who uh, who played Briscoe, um and he was the the hard hitting New York copy. And at the beginning he'd always have the bow mole, you know, the, he's the, the witty comeback. He's back. in a couple episodes. And he passed away unfortunately, but uh, he was uh, Jerry Orbach, uh, also better known as Lumiere from the original Beauty and the Beast, and uh, uh, was a Broadway dancer. For many years before it's, TV, it's it's fun to see the history of these actors and see what they because like what's what's nice and I can't I mean what I love about Law and Order is there's always a special star like guest star and what's neat about watching shows that are older you can tell kind of through the dialogue and they steal headlines basically like the show just steal headlines for things oh yeah and you can kind of tell what was going on during that time <laughs> in the United States and through the actual plot of that singular episode but then you have to see the stars who play either the bad person or the good person or the wrongly accused person or whatever. And it's great to have that. I mean, I can't imagine being an actor and like your whole career was doing these roles. You're on basically 15 different TV shows over the year and you play a guy who's in one episode. I have several friends who have actually, you know, from like the Houston area who went out to New York and LA and that's where they're finding actual decent livings doing that. Uh, a, a good friend of mine uh, who was a heavy in local theater, ended up on Preacher in a recurring role, uh, that AMC series Preacher. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and that, you know, that's how they make their living is they have a look or they have a style of voice or something. And so uh, another one is uh, getting farmed out to pretty much every show on Investigates Discovery. He'll be a cop in one episode of one show, then I'll be a dead body in you know, another one or, you know, the abusive husband in this one. And that, you know, that's his gig. He's, he's making money. I'm a uh, kudos to them. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like the new character actor. Right. Have but, you seen the uh, documentary called the guy who was in that thing? Is that with the bald dude? Yeah. It, it's, uh, what's his name? Cause he's like in every movie. That's the whole point. It, it's uh, the, the people that you, you know them when you, the second you see them, but you forget their name. It's like, Oh yeah. yeah he was that guy that was in that thing. And then they did a sequel one, the girl who was in that thing too. Um, Great, great, because they know exactly. They know they're never going to win an Oscar for a leading role. They well, never given the chance. This is true, but the, they've come to peace with it. You know, they know who they are and what they do. Um, and very self aware. These are my limitations. I'm not going to be. I'll never play Romeo on stage, but I'll play dead body number four on uh, See No Evil on Investigates Discovery. I would do it. I would do it, too. I, I, I didn't do anything. Well, to I think they even that. make fun of that on Galaxy Quest, that Sam Rockwell's character. Right. I'm going to die. Yeah. That's, and that's why I can't watch the Orville, the, the new TV show, because I already saw it many years ago when it was called Galaxy well, Quest. Well, you see, I think any Trekkie's going to hit hard when there's a new 
thing going on. You're always going to have horrible... The reviews of Discovery have been mixed, which is a good sign. Because typically, Trekkies stick together, and it's like, we all hate it. But Because, uh, like, for example, Enterprise. Everyone hated Enterprise from what I'm reading online and all that kind of stuff. We which, wanted to like it so and, bad. But people like Discovery, uh, which is interesting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, CBS failing at distributing that and uh, Netflix apparently uh, paid for it so I think they have some rights in the future so that's gonna be nice to watch it that way we were talking about two different topics yesterday the taking of the knee and Star Trek Discovery and uh, lo and behold because yesterday we kind of left the broadcast me wondering if I was going to actually watch the show and thankfully to the cast of Discovery that decision was made for me Uh, apparently last night they or or yesterday at some point they what were they doing? Instagrammed a picture of themselves taking a knee. See, this is what I'm really hoping for. I really hope this thing becomes the next ice bucket challenge because history will look at it as why are all these people bending the knee? They have no idea. It started off, Kaepernick did it last year to promote, uh, well, uh, as uh, a protest against uh, police brutality. There's an interesting timeline you can review. Like, I'm talking the truth timeline of when he started taking the knee, because some people have gone out and started researching it. Mm-hmm. And you can find some really interesting stuff. Uh, just to give you an idea, let me kind of recap it. So August 14th, 2016, Kaepernick sits, he sits for the national anthem, and no one noticed. August 20th, Sits again, no one noticed. Uh, August 26th, sits again, someone noticed. Oh, he had to call some friends and say, hey, look at me not and standing, do something. He's uh, He had to explain that it was nothing with the military, but felt it hard to stand for a flag that didn't treat people of color fairly. Great, that's nice. Well, apparently, uh, in August 30th, Nate Boyer, a former Army Green Beret, turned NFL long snapper. What a great career right there. <laughs> uh, he did an open letter on the Army Times, which is like an online website. Also, I think it's the printed It, it is printed. You have Army Times, Navy Times. Basically, he said he, uh, to sum it up, he couldn't get the image out of his head. He really likes what he's doing, but he said what you should do is kneel for the anthem because apparently when we are bearing a serviceman, and we're folding the flag, you kneel while doing this. Mm. And so it's to show respect to the flag while it's, you know, because they, they ca- or case it. I guess that's the term, term- mm. terminology. Term- terminology. Thank you. Very good. Uh, but it, uh, that's. Dick Spell. <laughs> yeah, no, you, there, you should hold, do a whole show about me pronouncing things. Uh, but yeah, that's why he, they met. And that's why apparently Kaepernick decided to not sit anymore, but to kneel. So is it Kaepernick actually intending to show respect to the flag to itself? Because he was trying to do a protest, but not to the flag, but do, do not to the military, but to very interesting. And basically, it started with that, and then that then it became a huge debacle because of whatever. And then everyone but, wants to hop on board, and we got people. You know, I, uh, the discovery. I can't remember what the actual tag with it was, but it's like. We, you know, we show solidarity standing behind you as we take a knee, and I bet none of them can agree on what what they're solidaritying for. Well, it's, it's kind of like the hive mind. What happens when you say everyone who doesn't take a knee isn't in solidarity with the American flag? Because, I mean, that could happen. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that, I could totally see that happening in a culture it, it's where it's both like— sides. So it's like, hey, now we are changing the way we do the anthem. We don't put our hand over our heart. We take a knee now. And that, like, catches on, and that's what everyone starts doing. And uh, what's funny is some places want to get rid of the anthem altogether, and we don't like schools and things like that. So. Dick, I feel very strongly about this. You know, I grew, I grew up military, and I grew up outside of America, so frequently I feel like the outsider looking in. But um, I think there are two, and I think we touched on this yesterday, there are two tangible symbols of any nation, and it's the nation's flag and its anthem. It's the theme song of that nation that encomp- encompasses that whole nation, and the flag tells the history. There are bits and pieces Literally in that that field, uh, you know, the, the, the rectangle typically. And these are the two things right now that are being chosen to say, well, we, we don't want a flag. We don't want an anthem. And, and just I have I have issues. with Well, it. I mean, I think that's kind of the beauty of the discussion. Because we always have that open discussion about how, you know, about the rights of 
a citizen. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I wish I was there during that time for the flag burning because, I mean, that's somewhat similar. At least no one's really fighting over it uh, physically because I know a lot of people were fighting over that physically. And it's just kind of like, all right, so what comes out of this in the long run? Well, the expression can go and both ways. Someone burns a flag, I can express my displeasure, yeah. but that seems to have been not allowed well, anymore. That, well, that's the joke today. It's like every, basically when you're watching the NFL, you're just seeing everyone expressing their rights to do whatever they want. And if I have and a no problem with that. no one cares about football. Yeah. Well, and if I have a problem with someone taking their knees, oh, no, I'm a, you know, I'm a racist. I'm a whatever. Well, I mean, that's there, but I don't think it's in a sense of like it's everyone's paying attention no, to that. No, I think, I think a lot of this is uh, – to make it Shakespearean, much ado about something, but not as big as what. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's fun because it's you look at it as a whole is hilarious, it's stupid, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know that again on Wednesday we're gonna go over what we think our predictions because predictions, it really is gonna get a little ridiculous. I guarantee it, someone's gonna do something silly, and it's gonna be on. It's kind of like the Janet Jackson Justin Timberlake thing. <laughs> I'm waiting for the tear, folks. And uh, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Having fun in the studio. Feel free to call in 936-647-3776 and leave a message or visit us on MWLoneStar on Facebook.com. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. We are back. Mornings with Lone Star yeah. with Dick and Skippy. I, I looked up for my notes, and what do I see sitting across from me? We have Jason. Jason from Conroe Coffee. In a standard yellow. In a standard yellow, who uh, keeps us caffeinated, and we, we love you guys for that. Conroe Coffee just recently celebrated its fourth anniversary. Jason and Leo put that place together four years ago. Pretty awesome. We actually have a listener uh, pointing out to me, uh, the whole taking a knee thing actually started for a different Tim reason. Tim Tebow in prayer. And, of course, was instantly and mercilessly ridiculed for that. Uh, where Where is the ridicule now, I wonder? I don't think people care, man. I, I, I think on the whole people care less. I think a lot of, you know, this is selling newspapers, te- you know, metaphorically and, and literally. Um, you have your right to express your displeasure and protest as long as it's legal. And if it's illegal to take the or legal or legal to take the the lumps that go with it uh my my primary issue at this moment in time is the nfl is opting not to enforce its own rule which says teams must be out on the field 10 minutes before the game must stand silently for the national anthem with their helmets in their left arms and and that is an actual rule and dick you yesterday you had several instances of 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 fines that had happened a uh, man wanted to pay homage to his dead father by writing his dead father's name on the little eye thing under his eyes, got fined $5,000. Uh, you roll your pants up over your knees, you're fined $5,000. Uh, someone tried to put a 9-11 remembrance on their cleats, denied those who did were fined 5000 or you were fined whatever. But this is the one time when the organization says, ah, you know what, we're just not going to. Well, what's great about it, is long term people are going to use this in the NFL as an excuse to do stuff, and it's going to be hard for the NFL to argue against it, mainly because of what they're doing now. And that's one thing I love about this scenario, is it's building a precedent of what is acceptable in that league. And people, it's like I'm watching Goliath slowly fall, mm-hmm. and it's like the perfect storms happening to the NFL. They have the whole CTE argument. That's probably why they're doing this, so people don't Can't pay attention. Not, <laughs> don't pay attention that these people are. I mean, the, the Aaron Hernandez thing. You you mentioned is that yesterday huge to me. In the sense of like, I'm surprised the papers. That's really. I guarantee you, that's why they're doing this. Because I don't know if Jason, if you heard about this, but that uh, football player who murdered people. Hung himself. Uh, yeah. Right? No, he's he's no, he's still out there. I think. Yeah. Right? 
I think so. Hold on. <laughs> Keep <laughs> talking, Dick. I'll look. Hold on. There's so many NFL players in jail. Let me uh, make sure I got this right because he's claiming they've. Oh no, he did. He did hang himself. Uh, he died. Yeah, he did. He did hang himself. But they were claiming that he had CTE. Oh yeah. And that's what caused it. So they're actually using football as a as a justifi- justification for murder. Yeah. So not too good. Uh, now, Jason across from us, Jason is former military. And, you know, me personally, having grown up in the military myself, uh, even if someone has political views, you know, vehemently opposed to mine, I always give extra credence to someone who's actually served in that capacity because, you know, you want to talk rights or or the effects of battle or, or you know, foreign policy. I think someone's actually been a part of that deserves that extra ear, that extra credence. So uh, I'd love to hear your perspective on, on the, uh, the pregame kneeling. Well, I cannot say that I represent all veterans, mm-hmm. and no veteran can say they represent Absolutely every other veteran. Not. I look at it as this. This is, this is what my, my personal feeling is. I personally choose to stand and salute for the national anthem. In fact, you salute like as you. veterans, as veterans outside of a, uh, if you look at the U.S. flag code, as veterans outside of a, uh, out of a uniform, we are allowed to salute. So I, I personally choose to salute for the national anthem. When it comes time that it becomes mandatory that as a civilian, I am forced to salute or stand for the national anthem, then I will not stand for the national anthem because of freedom. Because that's truly what I serve for, is freedom. And not, the, the, it's the symbolism of the flag, it's a symbol of the, of the anthem that, that I serve for, is freedom. Freedom to choose to do what you want to do. As a private company, the NFL is free to choose to enforce its rules or not. As private citizens, the players are, infor- are allowed to, free, uh, to do what they want and suffer the consequences that the NFL may bring upon them the NFL is, uh, you know, going to suffer the consequences that whatever fans are going to bring upon them for not uh, supporting this. What I don't like about this is a government entity asking civilians to boycott a private organization. That is, that's that's definitely fiddling, fiddling with the free market. That's saying, hey, go from this organization, stop spending your money here, and go to this organization. You know, and you've seen them, you know, everyone's saying, oh, we're going to watch NHL, we're going to watch hockey, we're going to watch NASCAR now. The government has now specifically told people to stop spending money in one organization. What and an- that, to me, is, is an affront to free market. That's yeah. a really good perspective on that. I really appreciate your thoughts on that, Jason, truly. Well, it also, I mean, you're looking at, as a person who represents the, who's the president of the United States, I mean, that's basically what you're saying is, you know, when you become president, you just sign over those expectations. Because we talked about expectations mm-hmm. of that role where you either wear certain clothing and you think negatively on certain things if you rolled up his sleeves. I during, personally don't believe a president rolls, so, up his, uh, rolls up his sleeves and holds a beer summit. The president is the most powerful man in the world and should dress and act accordingly. So, I mean, it's kind of strange to have that expectation on people because you don't throw it on yourselves and stuff like that. Well, it's, it's, it's like the First Amendment, right? The First Amendment doesn't truly apply to civilians versus civilians, does it? it it's, it's truly no, an application of the government. For yeah. government uh, so when he so, makes comments about, you know, the KKK people and stuff like he really shouldn't be making comments on those things? Well, it's not that. It, it has more to do with what the government can't tell you to do. Okay. Right? And as a government entity, even if I worked as a, if I'm working as a lowly government, you know, uh, uh, secretary that's answering your calls, I cannot tell you as a civilian what you can and can't say. It goes down. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a... a it's almost like an endorsement that, you know, you have the most powerful man in the world saying you should not char- shop at Walmart. It's it's like an endorsement because this is a man of extreme power. Well, no, I agree because there's impact and there's a platform responsibility. And I know a lot of people use those that power kind of like similar. Hey, I'm going to tie it to AAA. But he kind of mentioned that with the <laughs> with the with the 57 million people, they have the ability to have an argument. Basically, mm-hmm. on the big topics, and when it comes to automobiles and stuff like that, and they've been and, integral. In- well, because like he's, I asked the question, especially when it, you know this whole social media thing is a new wave of involvement with a person of a, a president, and I I had, I had to figure out there's a difference between Donald Trump Twitter and the president of the United States Twitter, because there was a huge argument about he uses his private Twitter, so that's like completely separate, 
And, you know, on on paper, that makes sense because we expect him to be, you know, fair or whatever. But clearly, he won't shut up about anything. And uh, that's, I mean, that's part of the reason people hate him, part of the reason people like him. But, you know, when you throw these expectations in this role, it, it, it there's too many instances that there's too many holes because you can't have one and have the other. It's like you got to – it's kind of hard. You understand what I'm saying? And I agree. I think the stuff that he gets – because a lot of people get – mixed up with when he says this stuff because i guarantee you anything that he says that's outlandish is during a rally i mean i i mean because a lot of people think oh he spoke oh he's on twitter he's on the president account if we look at his president account it's all all business well everything that you see that he speaks that's outlandish may be at a rally but but he uses twitter to follow it up oh yeah but back it up well i know but it's not about backing it up it's more of like somehow in his mind he can do all the presidential things in a presidential way when it's as the representative of the country. But when he's at a rally, he's Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. Like that's in his mind, if you look at his PR, that's what he's doing. And I'm like, well, clearly the public's going to be like, get mixed up on this. I mean, you're on video, you're on yeah. video. All You're the president of the United States. Don't, don't even, even back in the nineties, you should have understood that you were not president of the United States. Don't screw around with, uh, with girls and the, in the staff. Well, what's interesting about it too is you you ask the question when you get a job like this, do you just sign away everything that you were before and you become this expected role filler? And especially with a personality such as Donald Trump, I mean, he'll never conform to that. That's just the way he does his life. And and it's probably just like uh, the and it's it's like a private entity. You know, you you run your your organization a certain way, and you believe and you understand that people will. Pay money to, uh, or not pay money, or, or boycott because of the way you, you stand. So he's setting himself up th- uh, in a such a way to think that maybe this is how he's going to win a sec- uh, his reelection. That well, you know, it. It, really, what it does is it creates fanatics. I mean, I mean, this kind of talk when people talk about divisive talk, uh, it, it creates fanatics who are like ultimate haters ultimate followers well it's, it's interesting to use that word dick because you know all the owners football owners are now coming out saying you know trump's words were divisive and they were but also the act of kneeling during the national anthem is a divisive act no one's wanting to take you say we fired the first divisive shot across the bow it's well, oh yeah that's what i'm saying the chaos that is following this whole but scenario is jason raised a really good point that you you know you got to put it in the context of if it were a private entity. Um, I am a nerd has been, you know, I'll, I've been known to dress up from time to time cosplay or whatever, but I don't wear it to an office because it's not appropriate. Well, the great so example, give, I don't give up my nerdiness for that. Well, the great example is the gay cake thing. Mm-hmm. That's still kind of, Oh, that was a, boy, it's still going, was, but like so far, I mean, that's what people are trying to figure out is it with the right to discriminate as a private entity. It has to, we were talking and, earlier about Pandora's box that goes both ways, which means I can go to a, a an extreme left-wing uh, cake shop, bakery, and demand that they make me Confederate flag cakes. Yes. And that's just, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. We, you have to have, you know, have to have a... Well, that's why I love the discussion of it because, you know, it's it's always evolving and we got here pretty fast. Like the things we've come up today... A lot of knee-jerk reactions have brought us here to this to this point. Yeah. Well, the, you have to look at protected classes, right? Mm-hmm. So protected classes are there because historically we've not... We've not... Uh, the United we're States not really not, not, we're not... We're not nice people. Right. <laughs> so because of that, the government had to come in and say, hey, look, you guys need to let people go to the same school... At the same time, you guys need to actually rent out to different people other than what you uh, people that you like to rent out. When we come back, we'll start, we'll continue talking about that. And uh, you're listening to Mornings and Lone Star with Jason and Skippy and May Dick. And uh, we'll be back here on Lone Star Community Radio. Cool. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C 
936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. We are back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick Skippy and the indomitable Jason sitting across from me. We're having a really good conversation. We're pulling out some big guns today. Uh, talking about freedom of expression, the uh, rights that go with it, uh, how to how to express displeasure, protest, right and wrong ways to do it. Jason raised a good point earlier when he said, put it in context about if it's a uh, uh, as if or a private entity. Now, football players are employees of an organization that would actually up until last year was a nonprofit since the 1940s. It would whole other topic altogether. But these are employees, and the employees are hired to perform a job, which is to play and, if at all possible, win a football game. That is like the Titanic lookout. That is their one job. And so if, if you take it out of the entertainment industry or the sports industry, and let's say I'm going to, um, I, I won't use a coffee shop as an example, but if I go to a retail outlet and the employee of that outlet, for whatever reason, opts to not perform their job duties out of protest then they must pay that penalty. There, are, you know, there is no freedom of expression. First Amendment does not apply to a private workplace. Well, yeah, the First Amendment also doesn't apply to. Uh, okay, as an owner of a business, right? Mm -hmm. I have the right to enforce the rules or not enforce the rules. It's my right. It's my private organization. I can I can hire people that you know. I can work with my wife, of course, and not <laughs> fire her. I can I can hire my kids. I can hire my daughter. Right. You know, and, and put her into a, a elected position or that in my business, I'm not trying to refer to anybody else, <laughs> but yeah, it's my right as a private organization. I can do what I want. And if I can, I can come back and say, Hey, you know, I, 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 I get it. I had these rules and I'm changing them and people can you know, not come to me or, or, or will watch my games. So that's what's going on. But as an elected official, I can't tell you as a private organization, you need to enforce your rules. I, I can't. I, mean, I, I can say that, but I can't make it a law. Right. Well, I mean, really what it comes down to is we should blame it on social media. Because okay. if this was happening in the 80s, do you think the outcry would be bigger? Because the only thing I can really see is you actually see the diminishing return of people not showing up to the games, not going. Because really a lot, like similar to the Star Trek Discovery stuff, it's kind of like – Unfortunately for social media's purpose, it diminishes what the value of what is happening because now everyone's mean. And so it's just like kind of like the ice bucket challenge. So in the 80s, people would be booing and then that'd be the end of it. But then also I think it'd be more controlled message where it's like we're not trying to disrespect the national anthem. We are kneeling because of this. Well, mm -hmm. in the 80s, there were very controlled messages coming out of uh, government organizations because there wasn't that, that much to uh, – I meant the edit. NFL. I'm talking about all organizations, but especially the White House. And you'll see there was this thing uh, with uh, with Ronald Reagan, uh, a show with Ronald Reagan. You could see his uh, his uh, uh, what he how he spoke uh, after the cameras were off, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and he he cracked these jokes. Mm -hmm. But on camera, yeah. you know, well, rock solid. I, yeah, I think it's it's almost like people today, whoever is going to be a leader, needs to refocus their message because. That stuff is everywhere, and people react every single time. And, like, because one thing I've always asked even local officials is I'm surprised there's not a weekly address similar to the president used to do. But no, have you noticed that? Have you noticed no one reporting their weekly address President Donald Trump does? That, you're absolutely no right. No one ever I, talks about it. I don't it. think NPR is hopping on that bandwagon. And it's on, it's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. He does a week, I think he does a bi. Uh, my monthly address on YouTube. Probably. And, and this then, was started by, you know, Eisenhower. Yeah. And it's one excellent point that I think each president, you know, as, as an example, needs to evolve with the times. For instance, Eisenhower, uh, I think it was in a West Wing episode where someone said, you don't elect a man in a wheelchair. Eisenhower was never seen. He did his radio. He was, he was a president for radio. If TV had been around then, probably he wouldn't have been elected because wheelchair back then showed, you know, you know, equaled frailty or, or Roosevelt. whatever. Roosevelt. Roosevelt. I'm saying, I'm, yeah, I was saying <laughs> Roosevelt. My God, thank you so much. <laughs> thank God Jason's here to keep me straight. Uh, Kennedy was the television president. 
he, you, you know, Nixon did not stand a chance because he was, well, for many reasons, but he was just sweating uh, against a, a guy that looked good on TV. And Dick, so I think your, your point is very valid that we need to have a leader who knows the power and the do's and don'ts of like Twitter uh, well, social media, but I think that's what Trump thinks. Uh, he he believes that he does do a weekly address. I mean, just that's, that's what he out. does. He he understands that the power of Twitter, and that's why he uses it. Yeah, yeah. He knows he galvanizes he galvanizes his base with that, and that's that's how he well, understands it, it. It really does expose the intent galvanizing his base because there really is that kind of battle going on, and you, you don't have to call it a battle or whatever. But you know, if you're running for office, you're really kind of constantly campaigning. And unfortunately for our system here, we don't we don't get the proof in the pudding as a reward. It's more of like is this guy just a good uh, Twitter talker, <laughs> something like that. But but all this, it's it's like he he's, he recognizes that this was happening before. He's just he's just lighting the fuse. He he wants it, he he's using that. Uh, uh, oh yeah, his, yeah, uh, to galvanize his base. It's like it's like the uh, the cake thing. The 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 uh, wedding cake thing happened way. It was happening. Uh, it happened like four years ago. It happened prior too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but they're not, and now it's just hitting the Supreme Court. That's why it's one of those things that's up for debate. But well, you know, and personally, I I look at it like this: it, it's it's exactly like the thing about uh, the First Amendment about about any any other right that we have. You know, rights go downhill. Mm-hmm. Right, rights rights. You know, the rock rolls downhill. So you have a right to be uh, you have a right to discriminate uphill. But you don't have a right to discriminate downhill. Interesting, right? You, mm-hmm. you can you can choose to not spend your money somewhere, right. and that's not a, and, and, and that's not a protected that that's no one has a protected class against you not spending money with them. But as a person who is who has an, as a organization that serves the public, I really don't truly have a right to discriminate against anybody. I do. I have a but there are protected <laughs> classes Mm-hmm. That I can't really describe, like wheelchairs, you know, like like the handicapped, mm-hmm. you know, and that's because at well, one point I, in time in history it was like that. Yeah, now, see, it's it, like I said, you can't have everything right, and like to me, owning a business, you should have the right to do whatever you want with your business, but you also have the right to accept all the negativity and bad things that will happen to that business if you choose to be an idiot. It, uh, I mean, there's certain, there's a lot of cases out there besides the cake deal that, like you said, it deals with the wheelchair, and that's how that became the standard of the government's involvement in small business, medium business, and big business. Now, going back to Confederate uh, or even Nazi uh, uh, cake, right? Mm-hmm. What you're looking at are protected classes. Now, protected classes means someone at some point in time had an issue doing something because the rest of the, the, the community said, no, we don't like the way you are. You can't do it here, right? Mm-hmm. Nazis are probably right like that right now. Mm-hmm. Should they be a protected class? Should it become a protected class? Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're exercising free speech and we're just getting uh, uh, beat up on. Should we become a protected class? Religion. Religion has always been a protected class, right? right? And, and it has to do, it, it has to do with the foundation of, of, of uh, the country. You know, it has nothing to do with, at any rate. So you, you, have a, you have a couple that wants, that doesn't want to bake a cake based on their religion. Now, the cake is a wedding cake, right? Mm-hmm. What is a wedding? Is that not a religious ceremony? So, are there are there are there even like let, let's say the, uh, the the Episcopal Church? Well, the, the, Episcopal de- the, Church. the details of this case will be interesting now, like yeah. how they defend it and yeah. how mm-hmm. they enforce it. Because I know one of the biggest things in that case that's going <clears throat> against the couple is the way the business presents itself, because it's very religious. The, the cake people are very religious, so you can. Right. It's almost like. You can prove after the court case they're going to get sued because they targeted this business because they knew exactly how this would pan out. Well, that was the whole point. I've said it many times, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Like the the idiot who walks into uh, Walmart with an AK-47 strapped to his back because he's constitutionally allowed to. He shouldn't, and he knows it. He's doing it just to be, as I refer to them, as poopy heads. Well, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying on the NFL issue is there's only like they did a report over the weekend, like 18 percent of the football players knelt. So it's just kind of giving you the blow up that the media does. Mm-hmm. And Jason raised a good point on that. Um, and I, I agree with you. Yeah, the the league can pick and choose what who, who they're going to find, which rules. Absolutely. But in response, I, I'm not a fan of hypocrisy. And so when I was, Dick was uh, giving us a great list of things that had been 
Um, well, they, they definitely for, enforce dress code there. Yeah, so you you know don't roll your pants up over your knees because we're gonna find you. Oh, but socks are too low. So wrong uh, color cleats. So they have every every right to do that, and I absolutely agree. Did they did they find at what point was Tim Tebow kneeling? Was he kneeling for the anthem, or was he just kneeling? Kneeling in prayer after scoring a touchdown, I believe. Okay, so it wasn't an anthem thing. No, so, no, no, yeah. not an anthem, but it was yeah. a, a, an act of of not doing something that was and popular. Did the NFL actually find him, or did they say something? I mean, what exactly happened here? Dick is going to be rapidly looking that up. Uh, while I, we actually have a listener who who chimed in, who may or may not be my wife, who pointed out, I think, uh, backing up, Jason, what you said, that when you're in a position of power, you you have to pick and choose your words very carefully. In fact, of uh, back in the 90s, Oprah Winfrey uh, found herself on the receiving end or, or uh, uh, the end of this when she made comments that she would never eat a burger again because of mad cow disease. Well, that's ridiculous. And well, she I was, remember this. And yeah. she was sued by the cattle uh, cattle industry, and they won. Um, I want to make sure. Hold on. Uh, Oh, sorry. No, she won. She won. Uh, but both sides were ordered by the judge not to speak it outside of the courtroom. So, oh, she won. That's crazy. Right. Um, Maybe it was a free speech thing. Who won? Were you talking <clears> about? Oprah won. Uh, so Oprah Winfrey on her show said, "Because of Man Cow, I will never eat another hamburger again." And cattle industry sued because she was a voice of power to and affect to to affect an industry. Uh, I, I'll make it actually even more kind of close to home. This is one that just really made me want to throw things on my television uh, a few months ago, maybe even a year ago. Remember the pink slime thing that it was, Oh, it's, it's, it's going to kill you. It's, it's got, it's got ammonia in it. The pink slime was the most innocuous, harmless, did nothing wrong, but, but a story went off about it and the entire industry folded businesses ruined. And because someone came up with, I don't want to say fake news, a, a, a ill-conceived and false narrative. And that just made me want to throw things at the television when I saw that. Because I And I'm screaming to people, no, 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 it's not ammonia. It's not like that. Uh, you know, the parts per million are negligible. It's, it's you know, a, a wristwatch puts out more nuclear radiation than a, than a plant. You know, it's just like have a little education behind it. And that just bugged the heck out of me. Well, I just think about it as money. There's got to be money behind something and everything that you see. For instance, you know, every other week it's coffee's good. Coffee's bad. Coffee's good. Coffee, eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Eggs are good. So it is also good. It is also bad. It'll give you this and that. Oh, no, but eating this will do that. Every, every week, something changes. So mm -hmm. you got to look at it as who sponsored this report? <laughs> exactly. Who put the money in to, uh, to actually tell you this is bad? Come eat this instead. You know? It's funny. I, I frequently joke about, you know, I grew up cholesterol good. Eat eggs. Eggs 24 7 because cholesterol is good. And I'm like, awesome. And then I'm like, cholesterol is bad. So stop eating eggs. Then it's, well, there's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. And you're absolutely right. Now, you know, in my universe, coffee can do, the, the only bad coffee there is out there is decaf. <laughs> it, it is the devil's brew. Uh, but, you know, coffee is, is rich in antioxidants. I don't know what they are, but I like the sound of it. So I will drink it till the day I die. You can have my coffee mug when you can pry it from my cold, dead fingers. Oh, there is bad coffee out there. You can ask my wife. There's what did you know at BYU this this semester allowed uh, energy drinks and soft drinks on campus? What? 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 Yeah, they they went to more what? definition of coffee's bad. Coffee what? and tea is bad. What? But not soft drinks. <laughs> You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a quick break here on IRLoneStar.com. Carlos FM 104.5-1061 for our last segment in Morning's Lone Star. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. We're back. 
morning's a Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Dick, he's Skippy, and across me is Jason with Conroe Coffee. I need your nickname. He's Skippy? I'm Skippy. Did I say he's Skippy? Yeah. Well, there's a bit of Skippy in all of us. All right, so I did some research on Tebow. Okay. So two things. Number one. Uh, well, he was in college. He wore the paint with the Bible verses on his uh, paint. And uh-huh. NCAA in 2010 banned messages on iPaint. And the rule was dubbed the Tebow rule, but the NCAA denies the rule was influenced by Tim Tebow because uh, other players started wearing messages on the iBlack. I guess they call it iBlack. Uh, Tebowing, more interestingly enough, in the NFL was never really discussed internally, but he did trademark the Tebowing after winning a legal battle with two fans who expect interest in trademarking the name. Uh, it was featured in Madden NFL 13. Uh, so there you go. I think I think it was more of a pop culture discussion than a, you know, does he have a right to do whatever he wants? I'll give so. you an amusing anecdote about that. Anyways, I, I feel Tim Tebow though. You know, personally watching him, he's just a really nice guy, real nice guy. I like the guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were in Corpus Christi one day, and I I realized, oh, there's a Selena statue out in the in, in the in the court in the in the coast. So I went out there. I said, Leo, take a picture of me doing it doing a Tebow in front of the statue. Right, I'll, I'll do that. I got there. I would have gotten my, I would have gotten beat up really? horribly by the men that were standing there, just crying. There was just men standing there crying like crazy, like you wouldn't believe. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. I mean, they were crying. They were sobbing. There's just it's, it, they were really taking it hard. They're standing in front of the statue. It's, it, it was nuts. I remember that day. I wasn't a Selena fan. It wasn't my kind of music. I was, you know, disco's dead, but I'm still dying. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that. Uh, 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 J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, owes her entire life to Selena because before uh, that, she was uh, on a, a dancer on a show in Living Color. She was on that one movie with uh, uh, Wesley Snipes and uh, I can't remember his name. There was something about a subway uh, police officer thing. Oh, uh, it was a money train or something yeah, like that. Money yeah, money train, that's it. Um, so, you know, she may have had a career, but obviously Selena uh, took – launched her career to what she is today. But uh, uh, I listened to Selena much after the fact. Obviously, all the retrospectives. Wonderful voice. I was I was impressed. So sorry that you were uh, denied your, oh, your Selena I, Tebow. No, that was the wrong thing to do anyways. <laughs> but yeah, it was, I, I would have But you had killed. the right to do it. Uh, and, yeah, and, and suffer the consequences. Yeah, and suffer the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we can all bring it around to that. So that's, that's um, what, what a story on it. He's written four books, Tim Tebow. What would you think he was illiterate or something? Well, I mean, I just—he's <laughs> got to make. What some are you money. saying? Christians can't write? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I just would not think like Man from the Philippines would write four books. Well, and all, I mean, you look at his career; it's pretty. Uh, Man from the Philippines. He's born in the Philippines. Whoa, Tim Tebow was born in the Philippines. Yeah, I had no idea. That's about random. That. I'll tell you, the Philippines. I was there for a week. Uh, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of our unit, the five. Uh, Five a third landing on Corregidor Island, uh, this little tiny tadpole island in Manila Bay. That was uh, when I was in, I was coming from Korea. It was January. It was freezing. Korea is super cold, and we get to uh, we, we land on uh, we land in uh, uh, in uh, Manila. And I thought, am I standing behind the uh, the propeller blast? Because it was so warm and balmy and nice. Oh, it was so nice. The only thing, and the Filipinos were really nice too. We were walking around, a bunch of us soldiers, and we we're saying, and this taxi driver pulled up and started gesturing to us and, and tried to speak in his, uh, his, the best English that he could about, about where we wanted to go. And he started showing us to town. He didn't even want to charge us. He wouldn't take our money. He was just being nice to Americans. It was really weird. But this mm-hmm. was early 90s. I mean, this was actually mid 90s. And uh, the only thing about it was there was a lot of trash. We were going across Manila Bay. There was a lot of trash that you would see in the water. and uh, But I tell you, Corregidor was beautiful. It was like uh, Fantasy Island. They even had that little, the little checkered uh, vehicles. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I was in Manila for, uh, uh, lived in Japan for several years. My father was commander in the 7th Fleet. And um, so we, we hit, uh, the family hit Manila for a weekend. Uh, I remember the, the humidity, but I remember just it was, it was beautiful. What I saw, I was, I was what, 10-year-old kid? Blown away by it. Was there trash though? I can't remember. So my mind may actually have, have blocked it. But but see, in Japan, you talk about like one of the cleanest countries yeah. in the universe. Holy cow! That place. You know, you drop a piece of paper, you're arrested, and the papers impounded. And you know, <laughs> I stopped in Osaka once on a layover. All I remember was was the uh, the smog. Yes. 
Yeah. Smog. They, they Tokyo, Tokyo out, era was, uh, was, yeah, it was something you could, something to be seen. But they, it's been cleared out, though. So yeah, they did a lot of it. Uh, in fact, uh, two souvenirs I brought from Japan with me were two cans. One was uh, of official Tokyo air and uh, <laughs> and Mount Fuji fresh air. And uh, I kept those cans for forever. I wonder if I still have them somewhere. Leo was watching something last night uh, about, like, uh, I don't know, male or brides. And they showed uh, Manila walking around. It was clean. So they must have cleaned Someone, that up Someone must have, uh, or they Photoshopped it out. You never know. <laughs> or it was the American sector. <laughs> it's the American sector. I haven't really left Texas, so I have no stories. You have uh, no stories about cool, Manila cool, cool or Japan or England? No. Okay, we're going to make fun of Dick tomorrow with uh, even, how little he's seen. You've been to Mexico? Uh, once. Well, then you left the U.S. So. What, what, what part of Mexico? I went to Comel. Which is more of a touristy place than uh, Comel. What is Comel? Or Com Cozumel? Cozumel. 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 Okay. Yeah, there, <laughs> okay. there you go. Jason and I are. That's why I don't leave because I don't really know where I am half the time. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, we do have to wrap this uh, segment up. Morning's Lone Star, and we'll be back tomorrow morning here on IrelandStar.com, and at eight ish. And then uh, special thanks to our sponsors, Connor Coffee next door. Yeah, Ooh. keeping um, us caffeinated. And we'll just continue continue our discussion. Don't forget tomorrow on the show. We will be making our predictions about how the NFL is going to do something again, do something to distract us from all the horrible things they do to people. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but we will make predictions about how they how they handle this. Uh, they just sell AAA memberships. I mean, they're really. I mean, oh yeah, there's a tie. They're in. really pushing this media frenzy. I mean, pe the horrible things are going on in this world, and it's just NFL, NFL, yeah, NFL. Like we told the cops writing the speeding ticket. I'm glad there's no real crime going on right now. Yeah. Thanks for checking us out. Morning's Lone Star. If you missed today's show, we do podcasts on IRLoneStar.com, also on YouTube and Google Play and iTunes. So stick around. We have great uh, talk shows coming your way here on Lone Star Community Radio. When someone else instead of Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.